That's all you need to hear. For those of us, those of you who have not been worshiping with us, I've been in a preaching series entitled Summer Jams. Since the first Sunday in June, we've been, for many of us, those who would be honest, have been reminiscing. Amen. We've talked about O'Shea Jackson, today was a good day. Beyonce, Kelly, and Michelle, Survivor. Christopher Wallace, the sky is the limit. Jasmine Sullivan, pick up your feelings. Al Green, let's stay together. Last Sunday, music soul child love. But today I want to go back a little further. I want to call your attention to Psalm 63. We're going to read verses 1 through 5. This was, amen, if you're able, stand to your feet. Psalm 63. This was before he became Uncle Charlie. Psalm 63, verse 1. O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water, I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Amen. Be seated. I want to lift up verse 1 and get in your hearing, which is where I'll hang my hat. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. I won't preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help from the topic early in the morning. <clears throat> Lord, bless your word. Bless your preacher. Give us ears to hear. Remove every distraction that might keep us from hearing from you. Your words, my mouth, in Jesus' name, amen. Early in the morning, habits can and do make a difference. Whether the habits are holy, healthy, and helpful, 
or the habits are destructive, demeaning, or divisive. Habits can and do make a difference. The habits that we engage in on a moment-by-moment, daily, weekly, monthly, and annual basis can and do make a difference in our lives. If we're honest with ourselves, our habits have contributed to our success and our failure. Habits have contributed to our liberation and or our bondage. Habits have contributed to our promotion and or our demotion. Habits have contributed to our happiness and or our misery. Habits have contributed to our health and or our sickness. Habits can and do make a difference in our lives. Whether it's the habit of voting in our elections or the habit of praying and fasting, habits can and do make a difference whether it's the habit of worshiping on the Lord's Day or the habit of standing against injustice. Habits can and do make a difference. Whether it's the habit of saying please and thank you or spending time in the Word of God on a regular basis, habits can and do make a difference. Whether it's the habit of drinking water, eating to live, not living to eat, and or the habit of spending time with family, habits can and do make a difference. How many of us on this Sunday morning over the past three minutes have been challenged to examine our habits. According to this psalm, David, the great king of Israel, is engaging in a habit that makes a difference in his life. According to the text, David, the mighty man of God who defeated Goliath, David, the mighty man of God who was the greatest king in the history of Israel, is engaging in the habit of spending time with God. David, though he is busy, is not too busy for God. David was a busy king, royal, and leader, yet David does not put God on the back burner of his life. But David, in the words of the Gap Band, early in the morning, 
David is seeking God. Before David does anything else, David is spending time with Almighty God. Church, we ought not become so caught up in the gap band and the title that we neglect the model of David spending time with God early in the morning. Before David does anything else, David in verse 1 says, early in the morning, I seek you, God. I wish I could get some help in here. Before David watches the news or checks Facebook, David is seeking God. Before David tunes into TikTok or Twitter, David is seeking God. Before David turns on CNN, MSNBC, or ESPN, David is seeking God. Before David listens to Steve Harvey, Ricky Smiley, Joe Madison, David is seeking God. Before David reads the News and Observer, the New York Times, or the USA Today, David is seeking God. Before David goes to CrossFit or walks with the Fighting Trim Fellowship, David is seeking God. Before David rolls over, David is seeking Almighty God. Early in the morning, David does not turn on Hulu to binge watch what he left off the night before. David does not engage in pillow talk. Y'all ain't talking to me. But David is seeking God. And I preach this message to encourage all of us who are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, lovers of Almighty God, to engage in the holy habit of spending time with God, not at 9 p.m., not at 6 p.m. when you pray with your family, not at 3 p.m. when you're on your lunch break, not at 12 noon when you're in the break room, but early in the morning to spend time with Almighty God. While we ought to spend time with God, help me preach this watch chapel. While we ought to spend daily time with God, spending time with God ought not be date day. Spending time with God ought not be what you do just on Sunday morning when the preacher leads you in congregational prayer. Spending time with God ought not be something we do promiscuously or when there is a crisis in life. But like David, spending time with God ought to be something we do every day. Let me raise the question. God gives us 168 hours in a week. How much time do we spend with God? God gives us 24 hours every day. You might work eight hours, might sleep eight hours, got eight hours of recreational discretionary time. How much time do we spend with Almighty God? Preach, Pastor. 
early in the morning. David is seeking God. What does this text teach us about seeking God early in the morning? The text teaches us, Watch Chapel, that we ought to seek God early in the morning as an act of acknowledgement. David is seeking God early as an expression of acknowledging who woke him up. David does not wait until 9 p.m. David does not wait until 6. David does not wait until 3. He doesn't wait till noon. Doesn't wait till even 9 a.m., but early in the morning, David is seeking God as an act of acknowledgement. And church, when the Lord opens our eyes, when the Lord allows us to touch, taste, see, hear, feel, communicate, dialogue. We ought to thank, thank you to God as an expression of acknowledgement. Let me help somebody on this Sunday morning. You didn't wake yourself up today. You didn't put clothes on your back. You didn't put them red bottoms on your shoes, sister girl. You didn't put them hush puppies on your feet, brother. You didn't put that suit on your shoulders. God did it. And whenever God does something in our lives, we ought to be holy and sanctified enough to acknowledge God for what God has done. Look at David. David says, I seek God. David says, my God. David is acknowledging that God did it. Whenever we wake up, we ought to Seek God as an act of acknowledgement. But not just as an act of acknowledgement. The text is clear that as David seeks God early, David is engaged in dialogue with God. It's prayer. More than likely, David is spending time in the Word. But as David spends time with God early in the morning, it's an act of acknowledgement, but it's also an act of anointing his attitude. Before anything else, David is asking God to get his mind right, get his attitude right, touch his temperament, discipline his disposition, anoint his attitude. Y'all ain't talking to me this morning. And Maybe that's the prayer we ought to pray. Lord, anoint my attitude. Before I get in the car and somebody cuts me off, anoint my attitude. Before I go to work, anoint my attitude. Before I dialogue or talk to anybody, Lord, anoint my attitude. Before 
I respond or react in ways I don't need to. Anoint my attitude before I cuss, fuss, and fight. Anoint my attitude before I gossip, whine, and bellyache. Anoint my attitude. Tame my tongue. Touch my disposition. Discipline my spirit. Anoint my attitude. Maybe 99.9% of us got attitude problems because we have not spent enough time with Almighty God early. Three o'clock is too late. You done cussed somebody out by three o'clock. Six o'clock is too late. You done threatened to snatch somebody into next year. Twelve noon is too late. You, you done sucked your teeth and rolled your eyes. You done, you done taken off your earrings. Said, don't want none, don't be one. If I don't send for you, don't come for me. Don't. But, but, but early in the morning, David has sought God. And there's something about spending time with God that gets our mind right, that anoints our attitude, that gets us in a position to respond the way God wants us to respond. Maybe that's why Paul said, put on the helmet of salvation. Come on, I need some Bible readers in here. The breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the Spirit. Come on, I wish I had some help in here. Maybe I need to spend time with God early to anoint my attitude. Maybe I need to spend time early to acknowledge who woke me up. Maybe I need to spend time with God early for ammunition to fight. I'm not just talking about anointing my attitude, but as believers, we are engaged in daily battle with the devil. Don't become so educated that you don't, that you dismiss the reality of the enemy. The enemy is real. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy is deceitful. The enemy wants to divide and conquer. The enemy wants, does not want to see you have the joy of the Lord or peace of God. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Maybe the enemy has become successful and we have taken unnecessary losses because we have not spent enough time arming ourselves with ammunition to fight. This life ain't a Sunday drive in the park. Warfare is real. Unless we got ammunition, there's some battles we are going to lose. 
Let me raise the question to somebody. Are you armed and equipped to fight? This ain't a shouting sermon, a thinking sermon, an equipping sermon. Are we spending enough time with God that's equipping us with ammunition to fight? Or are we just going out in our own power? This is football season. Amen. Beginning of that time of the year. Amen. And for those of us who played football, we, you know the first thing you do is you stretch. But then after you stretch, you put on your equipment. You don't put on equipment after contact. You don't put on shoulder pads, ain't nobody talking to me, a helmet. After contact, you put on your helmet, your shoulder pads, your cleats, amen, somebody, before you engage in contact. Let me see if I can make it plain. Uh, uh, those of us, you know, Gap Band, we grew up in the 70s. Uh, we didn't have seatbelt laws, amen. Come on, talk to me. You, you could sit in your mom and daddy's lap. Drive it anywhere, but praise be to God. Seatbelt laws came, and amen, somebody. I think not too long ago, I got a seatbelt violation. Amen. Don't. And the problem wasn't that I did not have a seatbelt on. The problem was not that I did not have a seat, but I, I had a seatbelt, but I didn't put the seatbelt on until I got pulled over. Now, I just got a warning, amen. But the trooper said, man, it don't make sense to have a seat belt on, have a seat belt and not put it on until after I pull you over. The accident can happen anytime. Ain't nobody talking to me, y'all don't. The accident can happen anytime. Ain't nobody seeing where I'm going. The enemy can come anytime. The, the temptation can come anytime. The, the attack can come anytime. And unless you got equipment and ammunition when you need it, you are vulnerable to what may happen because you don't have your ammunition on. Early in the morning, as an act of acknowledgement, early in the morning to anoint my attitude, early in the morning, I can be armed with ammunition. Early in the morning, as an act of appreciation. And 
go home and read all of Psalm 63. The context, Brother White, of Psalm 63 is David is on the run from his son Absalom. Absalom is launching a coup d'etat against his daddy. David has been a great king. He's been an average father. And Absalom is seeking to take over the kingdom. And while David is on the run, David, look at the language, is not in the royal palace, nor is David in the sanctuary. But David is in the wilderness. And while David is in the wilderness, in the desert, David is still seeking God. The circumstances are not ideal, but David is still seeking God. The environment is not pristine, but David is still seeking God. Things are not in David's favor, but David is still seeking God. David doesn't know how things are going to turn out, but David is seeking God. And as David is seeking God, David is not just seeking, but David is expressing appreciation for who God is and what God has done and what God is going to do. When you seek God, y'all don't help me. God need to help me preach this. Seeking God ain't just asking God, but seeking God is appreciation for who God is. What God has done and by faith, what God is going to do. I wish I had some help this morning. So when you seek God early in the morning, when you seek God tomorrow morning, you're thanking God for what God has done. You're thanking God for what God is doing. And you're thanking God for by faith what God is going to do. David said, I'm in a tight place now. But that ain't the end of my story because I know who God is. I know where God brought me from. And by faith, I know where God's going to take me. Can I close right now? Is anybody appreciative for who God is? Has God been your helper? Has God been your provider? Has God been your promise keeper? Has God been your reconciler? Has God been your way maker? What a mighty God. I said, what a mighty God. What a mighty God. If you're able, stand to your feet. Early in the morning. I want everybody tomorrow morning to begin seeking God early in the morning. Take the excuse off the table. I'm busy. You ain't that busy. If you're busy enough, if you got time enough for Netflix, if you got time enough for Ricky Smiley and Black Tony, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. If you got time for Joe Madison, if you got time for Head Crack, Morning Joe, you got time for God. 
Ain't nobody too busy for God. And let me help you. If you too busy for God, you too doggone busy. Rearrange some stuff. Turn the cell phone off. Don't turn, the TV don't turn itself on. You got to pick it up to look at it. Like you can pick up a cell phone, we can pick up a Bible. Like we can stretch, we can get on our knees and say thank you. Somebody this morning, you're here not by accident, but God led you here.